Cinecrow 2 on Twitter at Cinecrow on Venmo. I thought it sounds like my headphones are about to die, so I'm going to probably switch to audio only here in a second anyway. You do actually sound like you are in space. I probably so that- am. You guys, big news today in the Auburn front. The World Cup is this month, so we're going to spend this entire podcast talking about the upcoming <laughs> World Cup. No, just kidding. Obviously, I'm joking. Joining me for one side of me is the AU Chief. Amazing grace, <laughs> how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Church. I once yes. was lost, but now I am found. Was blind, but now I see. To the other side of me, the rumor monger, Ryan S. The S stands for start the steal. Chief, the, the no beard look really complimented the uh, the choir boy voice you got going on. Oh, I, I just realized I was on the on the on the video now. Back. You're right. That happened. And also joining us are various members, uh, various stars of the galaxy that is collegeofmagnolia.com. We've got editor-in-chief Jack Condon. I guess my chance to say something. Like The last pod I was yeah. on was when Brian Harson was hired. <laughs> oh, man. Full circle moment. How special. We only bring you on for Harson-related podcasts. I hope that's not the case. I mean, I think I said <laughs> last time, in true Costanza fashion, we only wake you up for the important meetings. <laughs> well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe we, we maybe not should have you on, though. We might not should have you on for the next guy. Just because it could be a curse of a kiss of death. I'll, I'll be on for this one when we hire Lane Kiffin in a month, and then I'll, I'll let you guys handle that one. So I want to make sure we have you on when we hire Josh Heupel in a couple weeks. <laughs> oh, man. I'll get I'll get my get my wife on for that one. That's like what about broke broke woke meme. Broke what, Lincoln, woke is Auburn hired to deceased Josh Eiffel. What if we hire Cliff Kingsbury? That's bespoke. But even Cliff is not <laughs> Cliff is not uh not great. <laughs> Cliff is not good. In fact he's bad. Yeah, in fact he's the opposite of good. He's not great, but he's bad. Yeah, he's having a tough go. <laughs> moment the voices you just heard were from james jones just just living my best life today it's, it got it, it became a good day about 11 o'clock and it just it hasn't uh it hasn't gone downhill at all you know those people in your life that tell you something and you don't believe them and then later they're proven to be correct and you need to go back and tell them hey you were right James is one of those people when it comes to Brian Harson. He was out on him before literally anybody else. <laughs> like, 
that guy stepped off the plane, and James was like, nope, fire this game. <laughs> Half time of the Akron game, we're up 50 to nothing, and James is like, mm-mm. Mm, shit's not working. I'm, not, I'm not seeing the play, play sequencing that I want to. No. <laughs> also joining us is Joshua B. Black. Twitter's Joshua B. Black. Yeah, and to clear up any rumors, uh, I didn't want Harson to fail because I'm friends with Gus. I wanted Harson to fail because he's dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone uh, had to want him to fail. He just failed. Yeah, <laughs> I just think that did it. After it happened, got us yes. to where we are today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd have been better if he had not failed. And then we can all agree on that. But I don't think it, that Sure. Yes. But, by the way, the no UCF Knights are ranked at the, this week. Yeah, oh, boy. I hear they got oh, an upcoming coach, right? Hey. Yeah, Travis Williams. Hey. Uh, our, I heard Josh was friends with him. <laughs> Can't believe everything you read on Twitter, Chief. Yeah, nope. that's true. That's true. How dare Shoot. you fall for rumors on Al Gore's internet? Elon's Twitter. Shoot hoops, Will. Elon's Twitter. <laughs> Shoot hoops, Will. You want to say something? You're here. Two weeks in a row. Shoot two weeks in a row. We get some basketball Jones in this podcast. Don't make me sing the song. Damn it. Oh, I think he's frozen. Yeah. Will. Hey, it's a new day. Yes, it okay. is. All right. Wait a minute. I want to give credit. I think Will, I think Dr. McLaughlin was the first one in our Slack chat today to pass along the news that Harson was. He was. He was. Yeah, and I was yeah, told. Credit your sources, guys. Yeah, yeah. So. And someone said, prove it. I was in a budget meeting. My phone was just blowing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, my boss looked at me and goes, do you want to look at that? And I go, yeah, one second. And I picked it up and looked at it and I go, oh, Auburn just fired their head football coach. And she goes, oh, man, they should have done that about three weeks ago. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Bringing back Auburn fast. How about that? That was pretty yeah. quick today. We, we had a We had a new hire in the office today, and I'm walking them around showing them kind of the whole landscape of the office and I get a phone call from a friend in the media and I answer the phone because I'm like hey can I call you back he goes yeah Harson just got fired and I'm going of course so I immediately look at this poor new hire who it's their first day and I'm like I'm so sorry I have an emergency I gotta go back to the family emergency emergency. I have something very critical that I have to deal with right now. Time sensitive. <laughs> I have 30 or 40 Slack messages to send immediately. <laughs> there is nothing like there is nothing like coach hire season to wear out Twitter fingers. I, I had a lot to do today too, and uh, not, like I the the whole time I was thinking I couldn't have done this yesterday. I didn't have anything to do yesterday. No. <sighs> It was perfectly timed at the precise moment of Auburn clearly having their next athletic director, but not sure. having hired him sure. yet. Uh, just, it, I mean, that, that's the other news today, right? Like, we have an athletic director now? Yeah. Well, hi, I'm, we have. A little overshadowed, but that's <laughs> Mazel tov. You also just heard the AU squid, Lydia, say Hello. Hello. I'm very happy for our friend Allison, who can now eat potatoes. 
<laughs> Your fast is over. <laughs> Congratulations. Strike. I forgot about that. It's it's hard time. Hard time. Chris, did you introduce Squid last because College of Mag hates women? Is that how Obviously. that works? Well, Nerd's on here too, but he's not. He's just. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just lurking. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Lydia's still the eternal champ of the league. That's right. Um, eternal means I'm never letting that go. You can pry it from my cold dead hands. Yeah. Wait, Crow, Crow, isn't this, since Lydia and I are on, isn't this the pro wrestling podcast that we're supposed to do? I will yeah. hang up in a heartbeat. <laughs> Did y'all not get my wrestling <laughs> reference a minute ago? I really think that Harsin mm, could be a good the new day. Yeah. I mean, Nerd's busy retweeting dudes right now as we speak. <laughs> yeah. Nerd's finally getting some, back I just into had recruiting someone, I just had someone in my, in my replies tell me, let's see how everyone feels when we go five and seven next year. Uh, <laughs> it's seven, it's improvement. It's seven <laughs> and five the year after that. Oh, man, this is a great trajectory. I don't understand what the, the concern is. I mean, not to call out random Twitter guys, but Vic McKinnis, who's has 28 followers. So, Vic, what are we doing? What are we doing, Vic? Yeah, I guess I bet people be happy when we improve drastically in the next two years. But you'll hate it when we start slowly improving and winning more each and every season. Yeah. Where has uh, Vic's opinions been this entire time? Why are you just now coming out of this woodwork, Vic? Is Why is he athletic director? I bet he's a partner, <laughs> to be honest with you. Is he the same guy that attacked uh, Guy Flint for being happy that Carnell became the first African-American <laughs> in Auburn history? Somebody, that was a hilarious back and forth. Wait, why are you mad at me right now? Yeah. Uh, so, that dude's a lawyer, though, Crow. So cool. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. I think the best part of that was that I, I saw the the quote tweet and it said this per this tweet came from a person you have muted and i'm like oh i've correctly curated my timeline exactly that's when you know you've done it right my favorite part of that was i dm'd ryan starrett because i mistook this person <laughs> for another racist member of twitter uh that he and i both know of very well and it just turns out there's a whole lot of idiots on the internet it wasn't the same guy what this is brand new information cool get it together elon <laughs> I, I think this is his version of getting it this together, unfortunately, Crow. This is the end game, yeah. More racists and then charging for blue check marks. All right. Let's get into it. So today we all found out that Auburn's decided to change directions at the head coaching position. Now Can we none of us talk about that how the information was about ourselves. No. But the best part of that is that they refuse to use his name, and that makes my petty little heart oh, happy. That is true. I did like that about the. I thought the same thing about the release. I thought it's interesting they didn't name the person we've just fired, and it's also interesting that they said it came from the president of the university and not anybody else. I love our engineering president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to figure out, you know, how are we going to be a tier one research institution? And he has to get out of bed and go, you know what else I'm going to do today? We'll fire this football coach. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, I think the way he may, uh, uh, you know, balance his uh, his priorities is that I think someone else may uh, actually be uh, sort of uh, running the uh, athletic side of things these days. I mean, we've been talking for how long now that Bruce Pearl should be the athletic director? 
<laughs> it's a logical next step. Yeah. Build the plane out of the black box. Unfortunately, I don't think the athletic director position pays as much as uh, TV gigs do. Otherwise, uh, I think that would be the uh, direct step that uh, one Mr. Bruce Pearl will be taking here in another. You could do both. It's a good I was going to say, poor Canada's dose, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in the meantime, uh, I kind of feel like he's the de facto uh, president of athletics. I don't know. That's it's his. It's his five to eight. Okay. Not his eight to five. He's just boss girling this entire thing. Girl <laughs> boss. Just hustle culture from Bruce. And that side gig. Bruce doesn't take the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can convince me he just levitates, but still. Guys, do we want to go through who we think Auburn's going to hire? Or do we want to just continue... What is the worst moment I, in the Brian Harson era? No, um, no, 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 I, I no, no. We're let's, done. Let's keep burying this guy. Let's okay. keep. Let's oh, bury okay. I, I wanted I, to. I, I wanted to put this in the past. I, All right, let's. No, I, I'd like. I'd like. I'd like to bury him for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Josh. I, we can mark it with an erase tag if you want to just go on a on a tangent here for a second. So, Crow, <laughs> do you remember the probably two months that you spent after the season, like adamantly defending? This coach, to me specifically, after yes. I was very done with him, uh, starting starting with the loss to Mississippi State, and then you know the, the five game losing streak, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, how many times did we go around of you saying, "Oh, well, if he had just won one of those games, would you still be this upset?" And I went, eh, "Yeah, but he didn't." Yeah, I, I think was right. <laughs> you were right. Twenty twenty one, Harson, and twenty twenty two, Harson, though. He went dropped off a cliff quick, though. No, no. He's the same grifter. He's just sure. had his, you know, sheep's clothing pulled off the wolf skin. Well, he, he lost his dark horse Heisman candidate quarterback is what happened. We do have worse <laughs> players. Yeah. Would, would y'all say that our, would y'all say that a grifter actually kind of knows that they're full of shit, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. so, so I would actually... I would disagree with the notion that he thinks he's full of shit. I just think he's that stupid. Well, I, like, I, I he believe he believes that everything that he's done until this point yeah. is, is building a successful program and an institution that is paying him $5 million a year with the basketball coach with basketball money getting NIL right for him and an endless amount of resources at this institution are to blame for his lack of success. That is how he's going to bed tonight. Yep. He's convinced Uh, of that. He's a dumb ass. I think he thought this team was good because he'd never seen a good team. Like he's never been inside the locker room of a good team before. I think, I think he truly thought this team had what it took to compete. In the league. We were on this podcast talking about that. We said, I really think the the messaging coming from players and coaches in the offseason for this team made it think made us all think that they were convinced they were gonna show people something this fall. Yeah, he absolutely bought into his own hype because he doesn't know any better. It's well, um to to piggyback off of several rumors that have made their way around this guy. Um, the cult mentality where you just oh, right. grow, you've 
grown up being fed certain things your entire life and that's what you believe. I don't know. This also may be coming from my recent watching of a certain series called Was <laughs> Liam <Remini? laughs> No, actually, no, although I have watched that one, too. Uh, no, Under the Banner of Heaven, which is oh. terrifying, but also delightful. Yeah. Well, remember I, who his college head, co- head coach was and maybe where his idea of a good college program comes from? It's Chris Pearson. No, no. Uh, Malkin, his head coach would be nuts. one dirt cutter. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. NFC yeah. South fame. I thought he, I think he had Houston Nut for one year, which is yeah, no he had Houston Nut too. Yeah, also very. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> right. So, oh, the right so I, I do want to say something because I think it's important for whatever audience listens to this. I, we've all talked on the Slack enough to where, like, it it for as much as we can crap on Harson, like Bruce Pearl deserves so much credit for what positive things are happening with Auburn outside of basketball right now. And part of the reason why I am so angry with this guy is because one of the reasons why we're able to love basketball is it is found money for this institution. Mm -hmm. It is something that we all can enjoy. It is something that nobody, if this platform existed where we were podcasting when Tony Barbie got fired, who was just as shitty of a coach as this guy is, <laughs> would ever show up. I wouldn't be here to talk hey, about whoa. Tony right, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Tony, Tony Barbie won more than uh, one conference game. No, yeah. no, I'm just <laughs> sure. I'm just saying that, that this guy has gotten us all here today because football is the thing that moves the needle at Auburn University. Yep. Yep. And I am – I can tell you from, you know, being with James, Ryan, uh, you know, I, being with you guys underneath Neville Arena in that club level with the leaders of On to Victories Collective are basketball money people. Mm-hmm. They're in that spot because of Bruce Pearl. The reason why NIL is right today is because Bruce Pearl got the board of trustees of this university to approve him a new practice facility. And he said, nope, we're going to table it. We've got to get money for NIL, and y'all got to get football right. Who's the main benefactor of NIL getting right at Auburn? Is it basketball or is it football? Be football in game. Yeah, gymnastics as well. Damn right. So, so all credit to Bruce Pearl for making a sacrifice in his own program to get football right because he benefits from a strong football program. And shame on Auburn. Shame on this idiot head coach who never should have been hired here for putting us in a position where our basketball coach, the basketball coach has to fix this place. Like, thank God Bruce Pearl is here, but it is an embarrassment that the basketball coach has to get this right. Quite frankly, like if I never hear Jay Googe, Stephen Leith or Alan Green's name again, I'll be a better person for it because those three people have done more to damage this place and delay progress for this institution for the better part of a decade than mm-hmm. any people in my lifetime at Auburn. And Brian mm-hmm. Harson is, is a result of all of that shit. Yep. Yep. Today, today, seeing all of those Boise guys get fired, and I pray to God that it just hadn't been reported that Jeff Schmetting hadn't been fired because he's stuck in a wall somewhere and is just standing the place. But for all of them to get gone is finally the last purge of this former leadership group and legit John Cohen is a Bruce Pearl rubber stamps guy. This president 
it appears, is leaning on people that are influencing athletics in a new way that's not this old guard that have aired the dirty laundry in front of this institution for way too long. We actually have a chance to not screw around. And it's about damn time. Like, I am so relieved. I, I'm so mad at how poorly this guy has done at the basic levels of coaching football here. But I am more relieved in it than anything to feel like for the first time in ages that we may actually be able to progress as a program and take a step forward into acting like adults and acting like a top 15 program in football. I don't know if we've been that way since, you know, James and I were very little kids. Yeah. Like it's embarrassing that it's taken this long. Oh, and I'm yeah. so happy that I never have to think about this dumbass coaching this football team, telling us to just watch when <laughs> <laughs> We what the hell else is there to watch? Yeah. Paint dry. I don't something. Yeah, I think. I think besides outside of like the Chiswick era, the early Chiswick era, we never really had a coach that kind of understood what could be the case, like what Auburn could do, and actually go out and do it. I think everybody else is just like, oh, 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 shucks, little, little Auburn. We're going to try our best and, and see what happens. And then Harson, Emmanuel Kant would say it's not a lie unless you believe it, and so he's but, not lying. Well, but it's also it's also George Costanza. Costanza, <laughs> yeah. It's not a lie. You think it's true? Oh, thanks. It it just feels as if as if he is the either the dumbest man alive. Or a liar, and I don't think he's a liar. So I think he might actually be, like Josh said, the dumbest coach to ever Why come through this he university. Be both? Well, he could also be a liar. He could also be a lot of things. <laughs> I, he's been accused of worse. It's either liar or stupid, or both. Yeah, I think he was just so bullheaded that he could just football his football coach yeah, his way through yeah. everything he would just put he his head down coach you would down. think if he was going to be a football coach he would have kept the good football players on the team though yeah, he, he, he was he, good he at that yeah but, the, <clears throat> it, it, but they didn't love football every day ryan yeah they were too <laughs> they were too hard they're not hard enough it. i still don't understand the concept <laughs> hard at this point medium hard uh, who was it that said that um, Only half Brian Harson would be successful as a football coach at Auburn in 1999? It was me. Yeah. <laughs> a lot yeah. of us said yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I like, think he would have. I, I, he's, he's like an I'm SEC not, football I'm not coach. I'm not sure on that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, shut up. Yeah, you don't remember. You don't remember. Man, Houston Nutt won the SEC West twice in that era. Yeah, he would have thank been you. Yeah, yeah, Ryan Harson would have won a couple of divisions and probably a, a conference title. And maybe beyond. But it's I mean, a different game. Like like the strength and conditioning coach he brought in straight from that you're era. You're telling me he would have been okay in a conference that uh, had just had Peyton Manning come through it? And yeah. have like the Urban Meyer machine Ryan, going off? Ryan, and, Terry wanna, Bowden made wanna, it to Atlanta in that era. Yeah. I want to I go ahead and ask you, who was the head Terry coach? Terry Bowden's a better football coach than Brian Harson. Uh, no, he is. Who was the yeah. head coach of the SEC championship winning football team in 1999? Mike Dubose. It was Mike Dubose. Better football coach than Brian Harson? No. No, he's not. <laughs> no, and Mike Dubose actually had 
relations with someone in the athletic department. We only think that Brian Harson did. We like only hope in the nineties, not us. In the nineties, you could have a terrible offense and it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Right. No, th- this guy's okay. But do you also realize that we have the worst defense in the SEC right now? No. That's true too. And it's not because of we've, the talent. We've, Ryan, we've been just watching. Yes. <laughs> yes. We do know about Josh Dubs' depressing stats. Yeah, we, we saw that earlier today. <laughs> Actually, I, I offered I him up, up one of my stats, and that uh, if you wanted to find a good one, is that Auburn tradition or historically has won more games than has lost. That has a well, lot. That's all I had. To, that has a lot more. Again, that has a lot to do with the current way everyone plays now, as opposed to the way people played back then. Uh, his his just football it just get out there and run stairs attitude is how most of the coaches were back in the nineties. One thing I will say, Ryan, like I, I will give you this credit. AU nerds on this call. AU nerd has forgotten more about recruiting than I will ever know, (laughs) but I do, but I do know this. Those coaches back in that era cheated their ass off. Yeah. Because they knew Mm -hmm. that you'd got to get players. Mm-hmm. Nerd, would you call this? Would it be too big of a compliment to Brian Harson to call him a bad recruiter? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was rough. It was it was as someone who finds joy in the three hundred and sixty-five day a year carnival that is the st- stupidity of recruiting. This was by far the most miserable time to ever uh, like, uh, to ever do it. I mean, I think. Uh, uh, I actually do agree with the idea that he's, he's in the wrong era. Um, uh, I think that's a, a, a lot of the problems. Uh, recruiting today is running a insanely massive business. You're you're having to uh, uh, these back offices are are huge, and he actually had a really big back office. He actually built out. Uh, there's some really talented people that are actually working at Auburn that he helped bring in. The problem is, he is it doesn't matter if you don't actually go out and ever talk to those people. <laughs> that all those all those players that uh, that those that those guys identify, or uh, all those high schools where um, they say, hey, you know, there's some talent down there. When you've got you know meetings on Friday, you can't get down there for high school. So, uh, I, to me, I think the biggest issue is is um, the SEC calendar is different. I know, you know, SEC just means more, but. Uh, <laughs> It is. It's different. There's a different level of urgency you have to you have to to do everything with from from coaching, from developing, from from evaluating, from when you offer kids, how you're talking to these kids, how often you're talking to these kids. Uh, you know, Kirby and, and, and Saban are, are obsessive. Not only are they dominant, yeah. but they work their 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 asses off. And oh, they're probably both on the spectrum, too. So, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. And I think. It's casually you know, to me, this was the biggest indictment. Is I think Auburn was probably the slowest moving and one of the least efforting recruiting programs uh, in the SEC right now. Uh, I think Vanderbilt works harder on the trail right now than Auburn's doing. Uh, it hurts. Barton Simmons it, running it, the stuff there. It, it's a good thing that within like a three or four uh, hour drive radius this year with this class that, you know, there's not any sort of talent surrounding mm. Brian Harson or anything, mm. you know, I mean, if y'all saw some of the comments, like the, you'll notice that some actually the biggest fish Auburn's chasing guys like five-star edge Quay uh, Russo, their recruitment has not changed. 
like their response to this was uh no yeah it's still auburn so like their their <laughs> attraction had nothing to do with i think there's about four guys that signed with auburn that signed with auburn because of brian harson and everyone else signed with auburn because of auburn or uh trevon reed or uh one of the other Cadillac or, or, Zach or anyone not from Boise. Yeah. Now, nerd, I'm not going to, I want to make a confession here. I have not been just watching the last couple of weeks, <laughs> but um, how bare would you say the cupboard currently is? Like on a scale of, on a scale of like, you know, we are in Soviet era rationing to, hey, this isn't that bad. And somebody else come in here and get something done. Where are we? Uh, for for the current roster, Auburn's uh top twenty two across the board are what you need, uh, to compete. The problem is there's not enough depth. Next year's roster is uh, uh it's actually Halloween's a good time to talk about this. It's it's horrifying. <laughs> uh, it's it's yeah, just from a number standpoint, not even yep. just talent, from a number standpoint. So uh, yeah, uh, I'm very thankful we live in the portal era. Or yeah. this would be going a much, yeah. much longer road. <laughs> that, that's that's exactly what I thought of today is is because we're in the portal era, this can be fixed relatively quickly. If this were 2008, it, this might be 10 years setting us back. If we can get a portal class to bridge, we've already talked about 2023 was going to be brutal, like ad nauseum. We can get a portal class to hopefully bridge that gap and make it palatable. Yeah. I, I think you there's two going. I think there's some people too that are they're a little scared of the portal because one, a lot of people just forget it exists uh because it wasn't used uh very much this last year. Uh and two, it, because of the Harson just didn't get the things we needed out of the portal when he could have well, most of us have. look at it as only a thing that Auburn loses kids to. I'm not sure right. we actually can get kids well, from it. Yeah, like, you can, I, you can I get backup quarterbacks. That's about it. Yeah. I I do think yeah. that where there yeah, is there are position it. groups. Yeah, I, I think there are position position groups where it's challenging to build a roster out of the portal, particularly yeah. the most important part of a team at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. When you're having to put five offensive linemen together, everybody in America, whether it's Alabama or Georgia, if you've got a stud offensive lineman in the portal, they're going after him. Right. So it's not just a it's not just a thing where, you know, Auburn has needs at the offensive line spot in the portal. Auburn has, you know, issues of filling too deep at the offensive line in the portal. Wait, whereas struggling on the offensive line. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if uh, someone hasn't has been, been just watching. Just watching for the last eight, nine years. Uh, yeah, we are. I just want to say shout out, to, shout out to Jeremiah Wright though. That kid got after some ass on Saturday. He sure did. And that happened. Continuing the Auburn tradition of the, the best offensive drive. lineman to be a defensive lineman. In this case, a defensive <laughs> lineman who was an offensive lineman. Who was a defensive lineman? A tradition that is uniquely Auburn. I mean, not to you know give too much credit. That wasn't that the the Senators game where he just like be flipping guys across the line of scrimmage and turn them into monsters. Whether it was O line <laughs> to D line the other way, something like that. Yeah, there was. Yeah, uh, he did. I mean, Jay Ratliff was a tight end who he turned into an All Pro defensive tackle. Yeah, right. uh, 
Ben Grubbs was a tight end who he – it may have been an offensive lineman who he put a tight end shirt on and then put him at guard. Uh, there were there were plenty of those. A lot Gustav Malzahn did it. Oh, for sure. Tommy also would get a walk on at center like a Jeremy Engel and make a football yeah. player out of him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, say what you will about the uh, the barbecue crew, but those guys could coach football. It, it wasn't a it wasn't a thing where these guys just sucked and somehow, you know, fumbled their way to to decent seasons every year. I mean, those guys could coach. I mean, we put guys in the NFL the entire time. Yeah, they were here. They're, they're excellent. They're excellent evaluators. Uh, the only the only guy I'd say uh, was awful was uh, Greg Knox. I mean, <laughs> dude sucked. Anyway, and all about those. I mean, here's here's a here's a wild thought. Scott Leffler is about to get fired at Bowling Green mm-hmm. as their head football coach. So that 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 should tell you something about how easy it is to fall upwards in this yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. But it also there there are some clear signs that there's at least a chance that somebody making a major decision like that and hiring him thought that this guy at least know, at least knows something about the game of football. That was our former offensive coordinator who we've done nothing but loathe for a decade. Right. Anybody want to place a bet on the next time Eric Keesaw gets a gets a call for a head coaching job in college football? This uh, is the most incompetent football staff we've ever had, is my point. Uh, yeah. At least he tried to tell us, guys, I don't need this job. <laughs> but his <laughs> his pal really just wanted to give it to him. Uh, so He was too busy trying to keep his girlfriend out of jail after the Penn State game, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have another rumor monger. Is he... Oh, no, that's Eric, not a rumor. She's throwing out a Jordan Hare Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was confirmed. <laughs> that ain't rumor, y'all. Is is Keysaw the worst offensive coordinator we've ever had? And can we then at that um, point bury Nosminger? Well, no, no, no. Nosminger is real bad, man. They were set up to fail though say, by being handed Bobby Petrino's playbook. Yeah. Remember we brought I'll in Keysouth had the least amount of talent, especially on the line of anybody, any other yeah. coordinator. Yeah, Nosfinger had three first round picks in the backfield. So uh, yeah, and <laughs> and five hundred yards against Alabama and Wisconsin in back to back games. My God, yeah. And did we did have an offensive coordinator for two weeks that left to go be the radio guy at Southern Miss because he didn't want to fool. <laughs> that it. was mine. Lest, lest we forget that, by the way, I just want to mention that. I mean, we could, we could limit it to guys who coached games. You know, we're not trying to Mike Price this thing up here. But <laughs> <laughs> so, Har- wait, just to recap, Brian Harson attempted to hire a person to be the offensive coordinator at Auburn. The guy did not want the job, and not only did no one else want him to be the OC, and no one else wanted him to coach anything. Yeah. And so he is now the color commentator for no. Southern Miss, one of the worst teams in Division yeah. One. Well. I think he, uh, I think he needed to get away from um, some things. I think he, I think he needed to take some personal time. I think that's what happened there. Uh, Y'all ever think I, how wild it is that we're paying Mike Bobo to dip a bunch of stroll in a film room in Athens? Oh Athens? God, that is. Well, we're almost done with that, right? That should be done here in a month. Yeah. Still, yeah, I, saw, I, I saw Mike Bobo on a uh, potential head coach list on collegemagnolia.com. 
The only positive thing I'll say about Mike Bobo is that Bo Nix did get better. He did. Under he him. did. That's he's a terrible play caller. The only thing yeah. he's a good coach. Better. He's just a bad play caller. Um, yeah. It's going to limit him to QB coach, not yeah. well, further than that. So you're telling credit. me that Gus, Gus should have hired Mike Bobo and Gus could have no, kept no. calling the it, plays. Nerd had it right on the Slack the other day. Nerd, Nerd said all of problem, all of Auburn's problems go back to not letting Kenny Dillingham run his offense several yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, apparently so. Apparently, freaking so. I uh, oh boy. Yeah, I, I don't. Get, I wonder if we could I, get Dilly back. Dilly, Dilly. I don't know if I want to go that far. <laughs> I, I will say so circling back to the to the portal i did want to touch on one thing there because because that's going to be such a huge part for auburn here yeah. in a minute and it's such a crazy world and it moves at it and this was part of harson's problem too it moves at even an even faster pace than high school uh and typically the way it goes is it's either like either um you have a connection like there's some sort of uh you coached this kid previously, or there's a close relationship where you're recruiting um, the type that gets you in there. Like most of these kids have a great idea of where they're going beforehand uh, or they're moving back home. Like they're, they're leaving from a, a place that's further away to get back closer to home or they're going to a national championship contender. So having a staff that is more, uh, let's say, has a stronger background working at power five programs and has real relationships uh, hmm. is absolutely critical because part of Auburn's problem is a lot of these kids were jumping into the portal and they had no idea, you know, who the hell Jeff Schmetting is. Um, uh, but I know exactly who Will Muschamp is. Yeah, you go back and look at the success. Derek Mason was a huge part of the success Auburn had in transfer portal. Yeah. I mean, Donovan Coffin's here because of Derek Mason. The starting tackle over at Alabama, Tyler Steen, would be at Auburn if Derek Mason was still here because there was a relationship there. Um so that's going to be interesting to see moving forward. We look towards the staff is, you know, I, I'm pretty optimistic that we'll, this is the low in terms of uh, staff members who no one who knows who the hell they are uh, and that the next staff will have those, but that'll be something interesting to, to watch as they put the staff together. Cause it's a huge part of the portal right now. So I guess that leads me to my next question. Who in the world is Ole Miss going to hire to replace Lane when we hire him? <laughs> I don't know, but I want him to bring my Pegasus back home with him. I miss the large Pegasus, and I want to watch him hurdling people again, even if they've mm. I just want to the see defense it. now. They can they can keep JJ if we can if we can get made whole on Judkins since this guy just whiffed on him. Oh yeah. my God! I yes. would say he didn't whiff. He didn't swing. Yeah, yeah. That that's the, that was the biggest problem just, with this dude. He didn't swing on anybody. Yeah. He just watched the ball go by. Oh. Standing at home plate. I mean, like 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 I said earlier in the in the Slack, you know, Ole Miss's last game of the season is Thanksgiving night, egg bowl in Mississippi right, State. Right, right. Are we gonna get a Lane Kiffin announcement the day before the Iron Bowl? Which would just like we might go and beat Alabama if that was the case. Do you know how bad that would piss off Nick Saban? So, so the scenario I thought of there is uh, you uh, announced him that Friday night. He's not coaching, obviously. He's in yeah. the stadium, though, for the game. Yeah. Out on the sideline. Yeah. Oh, boy. He's, he's tailgating. No. His dog. He's sitting. He's is sitting he bringing with, juice with no, him? No. You know where he's going to be at? He's going to be right next to Bruce Pearl and Dylan Cardwell in the student section with his shirt off. Stop it. No. <laughs> Stop it. My heart can't take it. Stop it. He'll have on a hoodie, oversized sunglasses. 
You don't, don't want have on a hoodie the, and oversized sunglasses because it's too bright in there, even though it's a night game. Sunbowl? It'll be it'll be too bright in there, even though it's a night game. I forgot it's in a cup full of something. I forgot it's away. So on Advil. Forgot it's away, so he won't he won't be in the student section with Bruce and. Are we not going to be on CBS for that? For three, sure it will be. It's the Iron Bowl. Yeah, will be after Carnell wins these next two games. The last CBS game. Yeah. Good. Actually, yeah, that'll be CBS. Even if honestly, the best troll that I can think of is we hire him on a Friday and he's having an official visit with somebody during the game. That oh day. my God. Yeah. <laughs> like if you really want to piss, if you really want to piss Saban off, go do an OV with a commit for Alabama during the game. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I want. That's my dream. The one the time he can't be recruiting. Yeah. You get, it's it's Saban has said that games get games in the way watching of the game. Like Leonardo DiCaprio and, um, what is it? Once upon a time in Hollywood, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. If he goes back to Tuscaloosa, is it officially the return of Joey Freshwater? Oh, boy. Oh, man. That's the thing. He goes to Tuscaloosa. He's wearing a hoodie with an Auburn jersey over it with Freshwater on the back of the jersey. <laughs> Sitting right next to Kristen Saban in the stands. It, was that all Vermonger material? Y'all want to know who's going to be even more mad than Nick Saban about this is just the collective of Ole Miss people oh, who, God. like, so can we talk about? Can we talk about like Ole Miss has not won back to back ten win seasons. They have not had back to back ten win seasons, which they're about to do. And all credit to them, as it seems to be just the Rubik's cube that Auburn can't solve post Pat Dye. Yeah, but Auburn's latest back to back ten win seasons are thirty years younger than the last time Ole Miss did this. And we've done this to them before. Like, yeah, if yeah. we pine box their ass a second time, <laughs> be so they amazing. are going to lose their mind. They they already have this weird complex where they they think that they are something that they are not. They they It would be like if Auburn people thought we were uh, I don't know. The Jets. The Jets, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, they think they are Auburn or just like a step away from being Auburn. Like, they are some of the maddest people I've ever seen when we beat them in, in down there in 2013. Like, those are the angriest, worst fans I've ever – no, not 2013. Uh, 2014. 20, 2014. With LaCroix, yeah. with Quantrell. Yeah. 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 Ryan, they were those really are, happy last year either. Oh, yeah. They're, well, they're – they, they, they have. I don't know if it's an inferior. It's not an inferiority complex. They think that they are a, a couple of levels better than they are. I mean, when you're it's hanging a shape from a, like a neoprene tent, you know, you kind of conflate they, your importance. They have a thing called the Walk of Champions. They don't have any champions. Exactly. Since, well, they had their first. They won their first championship yeah. recently. It was the, the bowling team, right? <laughs> Again, yeah, when was, when were there? Is this, Ryan, is this a ghost walk? When were there last two? They were really good. Yeah, that's yeah. going to say the same thing. Pre-integration, so they were they were huh. really great before. Black so when y'all were little, before half of this country had you know a, you know decent voting rights in the '60s, they were excellent. You couldn't <laughs> drink the water in Mississippi, but they were really good at football back then. 
You still can't drink the water. (laughs) Maybe that's what's wrong with him. Maybe that's where the delusion comes from. That's dang, bro. (laughs) Let's just go their their 2003 SEC West champions flag. Mm, Yeah. Oh, yeah. About that. With uh, a two time Super Bowl winning quarterback. Uh, it was the quarterback of that team. So, you know, the uh, 2010 game down there when Cam caught the touchdown pass, mm, you know, mm-hmm. there, and he helicoptered out midway through the first quarter. Um, and that was when they it. wore their Confederate gray uniforms. Yeah, and had a 3D halftime show. And they laid cool. three glasses on the entire all over the place and said, "Coming at Sorry. you in the first half." <laughs> So, so real talk for a second, because it's it's always fun to rag on Ole Miss for being Ole Miss, but like I think this is happening. Um, I and I'm going to go all Charlie from "It's Always Sunny" with my inner working theory <laughs> meme behind me. But if there is like all this bullshit talk about Hugh Freeze is done because John Cohen's the AD, there's yeah. no way this guy's going to hire a guy nope. who was at this at the epicenter of the Tunsil investigation when mm. he was the AD at the other school. Yep. John Cohen was the AD of the school that had Leo Lewis on the football team that ratted out Hugh Freeze. Those two men do not like each other. I'm sure he would love to hop in his DMs and ask for forgiveness and make yeah. nice, but yeah. it will happen. Oh, it's probably but already happened. But understand, John Cohen, John Cohen is absolutely a Mississippi State Bulldog at heart. He will have a cowbell somewhere in the athletics director's office right. at Auburn. Right. The, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The best, the best. The best way for him to drag that crab that is Ole Miss back into the bucket with Mississippi State, and by doing so, justifying his hire of Mike Leach there, is to take Lane Kiffin out of Ole Miss. This school has got resources that Ole Miss does not have. This school yep. can offer a contract much better than Ole Miss can offer because Thank- of state law. Thank you for saying that because there's there are so many so many people that are like well he just won't come here I'm like why in the hell would he not come here are you insane like this is a better job I don't care how crappy we are now I don't care how bad of a situation we're in now and what's Ole Miss a top fifty program historically sixty like how like what how far back in that number do you have to go. It also, when you he, set the, we have way more resources. Than yeah, they do. it's a better job. And, and hey, you know, I understand Mark Stoops being in a better spot. Mark Stoops is probably a decade older than Lane. Lane's forty-seven years old. Yeah, he is not an old man. This is a guy that's moved around a lot, but he's also a guy who is wanting to find a permanent home where he can win a national championship. You can hit a ceiling at Ole Miss, and it be what he's in right now. And if you stay there beyond that, you're then going to be measured against those expectations at a school that has no context of ever, and I mean ever, being able to live up to expectations. He needs to get out of there. His his value will never be higher than it is right now. This school yep. will bend over backwards and pay for him if they want him, and I think they yep. do. And I also think that going back to the point that we were talking about, about how legit Bruce Pearl and his people, we talk about alignment in, you know, so much over the last year. I don't think alignment comes through the yellow fellas and the Raymond Harbert, right, the board right. of trustees crew. 
I think alignment is this new president, this new AD, and this this basketball money through onto victory. I think that is what alignment looks like. Who is behind that onto victory? It's Bruce Pearl. Who did Bruce Pearl coach with in 2009 at the University of Tennessee that uh, they both benefited from each other very well in recruiting and have apparently maintained some level of a relationship based on their pictures in Auburn last year? Who was that again? Uh, one uh, Lane S. Kiffin. Lane, Lane I think. Lane I think. I, 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 y'all, I, I genuinely think that like this, this doesn't have to be, this doesn't have to be the hard thing where, you know, it gets overcomplicated. I think you can get this thing done. You just need to make sure that he says yes at the first offer, which means you need to overpay for him. And quite frankly, Auburn does a really good job at paying people to go away. Auburn does a real <laughs> shit job of paying people what they're worth on the front end and giving them what they need in terms of resources on the front end. And if they want to grow the hell up and act like adults, they need. I'm not saying they need need to get into a hundred million dollar situation like what we see it with Mel Tucker and Jimbo, but they need to make this worth this guy's while and get him. And if it fails, let it fail. But at least let us modernize this program and show basic levels of competency that we can compete in this new era of college football that we've shown nothing of for the last twenty years. We've. I mean, um, We've been, we've been so damn petty that we withheld a facility from Tommy Tuberville that hurt Auburn until we fired him and then yep. gave it to Chizik. Like, that's that's how petty we've been. We need to grow up. So pay up, pay up front for it and get this shit right. I do want to chime in with uh, where Mississippi's uh, all-time winning percentage is. Uh, Jack, I think you said top 50. You're a little generous. Um, yeah. That's I'm going to read the teams ahead and below uh, Ole Miss. Uh, just kind of give you their neighborhood. Uh, Western Michigan. This is better than Ole Miss, by the way. Western Michigan, Air Force, Navy, Texas Tech, um, <laughs> Old, Old Dominion, oh. and then Ole Miss. Oh, no. And then be- right below them, you have Tulsa, Cal, Houston, uh, Hawaii, uh, and Missouri. My beloved Rainbow Warriors. Yeah, Ole Miss is number 61. In the FBS and all-time winning percentage. Yeah. I mean, I, I asked the Ole Miss guys a couple weeks ago when we did a Q&A with them. I was like, what's your favorite win over Auburn? And they were like, we haven't had that many. So The ones where they won. <laughs> yeah. Well, usually you're getting your ass fired if they beat you. So uh, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Can't confirm. Because uh, we did it again. Yeah. All right. So, so I, I want to ask a question. I mean, if it's – we're all – I guess the consensus here, maybe not unanimous, because I think we have some differing opinions on this, is that Lane Kiffin is the guy and that we just want to have fun yeah. with him coaching football. But if it's not him, are we prepared to go with somebody else who's fun or are we, are we prepared to go with somebody else who's practical? Well, I, I just want to enjoy watching football again. It has been absolutely ruined. The last I want to just seasons. watch. Like Crow said, it's been since the 2019 Iron Bowl since we had fun, right? I, I just want to feel about the Auburn football program the way I feel about the Auburn basketball program. Stop about being your ten tweets, Ryan. <laughs> I, I think it's that's just kind of a relative thing. I, 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 boring can be fun too. Like I, I think, I think the uh, insinuation is is that Jeff Grimes would be the boring hire, 
but practical office, was, was yeah, I did not say boring. I said practical. Okay. All right. Well, other people have said boring. Boring so. can be fun too. Is the title of my autobiography. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> uh, like his offense is fun. Like, and he will recruit his ass off. That's pretty fun, especially for a nerd. Um, so I, you know, I, I don't think it's, I don't think that's an unfun hire. Like it's being portrayed or just a job, a hire where it's some guy that coached here. I think if you like blind taste tested and like, okay, you have to pick from these coordinators to interview for this job and you threw his resume down, he'd be a, one of the top guys to interview. I mean, like, I, I think that they will call Dave Aranda and Dave yeah, Aranda I, will tell them no. I think Dave Aranda, I have heard, had a verbal offer to go to a place that is a more prestigious job than Auburn last year and turned it down. Um, I don't think Dave Aranda has any business leaving Waco if he would turn down that job because he's a big old weirdo. But, Chief, I agree with you. I, I, I think that, you know, to speak in terms that us Auburn folks hopefully understand, you either get the hot, sexy hire that truly modernizes this place, <laughs> yeah. or, you, or, you, or you, lean into, you lean into your roots. And what I mean by that is, yeah, I would, I, I would say your best path to success is probably being a little bit more patient, hiring Jeff Grimes because he understands the place, getting a staff of seasoned SEC coaches, that know how to do one thing better than anybody else, and that is cheat their ass off. <laughs> <laughs> Testify, brother. To be able to be able to acquire talent right. and show a little bit more patience. And I know that Crow is gonna hate this, but I, I I I there's no world where you should turn over this, you know, hundreds of millions of dollar revenue business over to a guy that's been coaching at a mom and pop shop school like Deion yeah. Sanders. You can't do it. Like as, as fun as it is to talk about and how successful it could be. And it could be like, I've convinced myself in the last few hours of like, yeah, it could work. And it could work for a lot of reasons. It would be really cool. Same reason why, you know, being honest, I, you know, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see that for a lot of reasons in the state that I live in. Um, I'd rather it be Travis Williams for those reasons, being an Auburn guy, I'd love for it to be Del McGee. If that, if, if we're going to go down that road of why it would work, but I don't think that Deion Sanders can work at Auburn. And I think that their level of patience with a personality that will not take shit from them is going to be so yeah. small that it has potential to blow up whether he blows it up or not, because this is a group of people that, you've got to you've got to give them something to work with and make them feel important and Deion Sanders has no reason to make anybody else feel important but prime time and so if he don't if he doesn't win quick it will not work and you cannot win quick at this school right now unless you just strike hot in the transfer portal which goes back to what I said earlier good luck building an offensive line out of the transfer portal it is yet to be done if you want to feel important, though, if you're Deion Sanders, he probably just thinks they get to be in the same room as Deion Sanders. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's, 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 that's pretty that is the problem. That, that is the problem. That's but pretty this good is for also you. You a group to be in the room with me. <laughs> this is also a group of people that, like, they all have Bo Jackson's cell phone number. <laughs> like, yeah, I, 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 you know, I think the new situation we have here 
now is good because I think this coaching search um, without it would have been the biggest uh, shit show of all time. Because Who's I think Bruce Pearl on the search committee. He should. Uh, Bruce is a little busy right now. I don't. I don't know how it's going to play out. Uh, I'm hoping that Cohen, at, having been a sitting AD, having gone through coaching search not that long ago, four years ago, uh, two years ago, uh, has a list of names. I, I I tend to lean into what Josh was saying three years ago. Uh, yeah, that um, well, three years ago that year doesn't that was like a billion years ago. Um, that 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 taking him from Ole Miss helps Mississippi State. Um, I mean, it is the obvious hire. He's a successful SEC head coach. Um, I, I did have it pointed out to me, and I'll I'll try to wrap this up pretty quick after I, I say this: that he has not beaten. He's beaten three teams that finished in the top twenty-five at the end of the season. He, he being Lane Kiffin. Yes, he being Lane Kiffin. Um, and one of those was Indiana during the COVID year. Um, so, so that, that's a little concerning. Now, uh, I'll say the person that pointed that out to me, uh, <laughs> also loved the Brian Harson hire. That was like his dream hire. So, uh, uh, <laughs> maybe not, uh, <laughs> maybe not the I guy. I have a therapist if they need to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> he even said today, he's like, I don't even want to speculate on this one. Oh boy. <laughs> Well, I Tom think I have. will never beat Auburn or Alabama when he was at Ole Miss. Sure. So there's a real easy way to mitigate that. Here's the other thing, too, about Kiffin that I like. Um, the head coach's office in the athletic compact flex was going to have to get cleaned out regardless of firing Harson. They are moving into that new building in December. Yep. Stephen Godfrey has said on Split Zone Duo several times that Lane's the type of guy that a lot of people don't like because he shows up late to meetings. He's abrasive. He's an introvert. He's not his Twitter personality. And I think that's all true. I met Lane after the Peach Bowl where Alabama beat Washington because I was volunteering for the game with my now wife. I actually watched him fuss at Jimmy Sexton to go talk to somebody in the locker room. Wonder who that could be because Lane got fired that night. Um, Lane's real awkward. The difference between what's about to happen with football from a just, you know, Sunday through Friday perspective versus where we are today. I have been in our current athletic complex in the last 12 months. I know that several of y'all have been in there and seen just how much of a shit show it is with closets being offices for personnel. Like everyone is on top of everyone in that place. And you are about to insulate football into a hundred million dollar castle where Lane doesn't have to brush up with a bunch of folks every day like every head coach at Auburn since the 80s has had to do. And I think that it legitimately mitigates some of the abrasiveness about that guy by limiting his interaction with not boosters and all that crap, but like general admin people because they just don't have to deal with him every day because he's in his own little castle. And I think that like legit, that's, that does fix a lot of how a personality rubs somebody the wrong way. We've all had people that get on our nerves at work. And if you put them on the other side of a building from us, yeah, it that, solves a lot of problems if they're constant great. at their job. It's great. I, I just so, had a thought. Um, one of the things I loved about Lane Kiffin in the past was 
the uh, absolute uh, smack talk uh, that he gave to Urban Meyer when Urban was at Florida. I mean, it was the greatest stuff ever. I cannot wait for Alabama to hire Urban Meyer after Nick Saban <laughs> finally retires and we have Lane Kiffin. It's going to be great. I think, I, I think I don't know what you're talking about, Chief. Coach Dabo is going to talk about how it's all about love oh, and how and that locker room in Tuscaloosa is all about family. He's your and, man. you know, the theme, of, the theme of that team, when they have a comeback win over Arkansas, when they were favored by 17 points, the theme of that team is that they won because they love each other. Yeah. That right there is like, if, if you want to talk about like an erotic fever dream, that's what I want for Alabama. Oh, boy. Yes. Guys, yeah, I think great. we basically summed up that everybody on here thinks that Lane should be the choice. That Josh has said that the backup should be basically Jeff Grimes and he should hire um, former Mississippi State head football coach Jackie Sherrill as recruiting coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> but besides I, that, I think, I I think, think we don't have a third choice. I think, I'm, I'm still on the Dion train only in that the idea of – I watched the uh, Southern game on Saturday. And D, the Jackson State team came out with a rap artist who I had never heard of because I am old, <laughs> leading them onto the field, who then performed a hit single, allegedly hit single. Again, I didn't never heard of it before, as the team ran out. And I just thought, what an incredible opportunity to use former Auburn student parent, a, a member of Outcast, big boy, to lead the Auburn team onto the field as a bunch of people in the alumni section have their arms crossed, like, I have no idea what's going on with my university. And yet, we just all of a sudden start signing five stars. Just like, wait, why wouldn't I want to go there? Crow, I just want you to know that I, I Googled rapper Jackson State game, and all of the top results uh, are by this one kind of obscure rapper. Um, I guess you haven't heard of him. Maybe everybody else has. Uh, Snoop Dogg? Is that, is that who you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> It was not Snoop Dogg, Ryan. I owned Doggy Style. Thank you very much. And the song he sang was Gin and Juice. Yeah, what a Can I propose one more candidate before we get out of here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw, throw some more, let's throw some more candidates out there. I mean, we're, we're already at an hour, so we probably need to wrap it up soon. But I do want to get everybody's reaction on um, somebody who's got some college and NFL experience. Don't do um, it. Brian, don't you fucking do it. James is going to be mad. <laughs> mad. So, hard. so I don't think I have to explain it now, but uh, yeah, Matt Rule. No! No, Ryan. No. I, I hate Brian Harson more than I hate Matt Rule, but it's close. Matt Rule has ne- never been Matt Rule's fault. Everything well. is a player's fault. It's another coach's fault. It's a reference. Everything is someone else's fault. Everything is someone else's problem to this man. Did Matt Rule also cut Cam Newton? Uh, yes, he did. Okay. He, well, then there's enough reason not to hire him, I guess. Yes. He, he brought him in, gave him a tenth of the playbook. It worked for a game with Cam coming off the bench and running some short yardage stuff said, oh, well, that worked. We'll just start in the next one. He still didn't have the entire playbook. And then when Carolina inevitably lost the next game, he blamed it on Cam for not knowing the entire playbook. 
Yeah, I, no, I also Matt think with Matt Rule, I think that I think that the unspoken criteria for this job right now is either have a record of tremendous transfer portal success, mm-hmm. or I don't know, know the top ten high schools that produce recruits in the state of Alabama yeah. and the top yeah. five to ten in the city of Atlanta. Like yeah. Matt Rule doesn't fit either one of those. No. I, 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 frankly, I, who's the number three like, candidate for? For everybody here, Pat, Pat, Nix? I, I think, Pat Nix does the high school game. I think that you start getting weird after, like, I, I'm not talking about fantasy booking this. I'm talking real yeah, candidates. Right, right. If not Lane, if not Grimes, I think you start really getting down the line of people that we aren't talking about today. And that's honestly where I think you could run into a Del McGee type situation, which again yeah. could work, but it's going to require a hell of a lot more patience than what I think are people that are wanting to make decisions right now have in them. I don't yeah. think they have four or five years of patience. And yeah, I like, don't uh, think they I have. Well, somebody I, I that built up a pretty Lane. bad SEC West program, uh, maybe has a relationship with our new athletic director, uh, currently unemployed in the in the college football game. Uh, Dan Mullen is available. Jesus Christ. Oh, how dare Anyone that's ever funny. worked with Dan Mullen would not voluntarily work with him again. Especially an AD who didn't hire him. Yeah. Welcome home, Greg Knox. Welcome home. <laughs> oh my God, no. Nerd is, okay. Uh, honest question though is Knox somebody so somebody like that ten years after he left off. <laughs> oh my God. Somebody that Cohen did hire is Mike Leach a candidate? If you go down the list, I don't. I don't, no, think, so. I don't think so. No. That'll they, never they work will, here. If he tries to hire Mike Leach, that's where our people truly go insane and fire John Cohen on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Chief, you yeah. said it will never work here. I I push back and say it's never worked. Mike Leach, yeah, Mike that's Leach right. You're, never you're the you're the at biggest uh, Mike yeah. Leach hater. I mean, I mean, to to the degree that it would need to work at Auburn, one hundred percent has never worked. He wins. Yeah. He wins games, and and he he beats people that he's not supposed to here and there. But he always loses a couple. Yeah, well, you run the other. air raid. You well, run the air raid when you're at such a talent deficiency that yep. you've got to come right. up with it's like the triple option right or, it's like what uh, gus it's like gus what gus where could. yeah yeah like it's 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 uh more of a gimmick type of system yeah uh than you do and i think i think part of the what's happening here is is the change the idea is like well what happens if we actually tried to uh to act like a big dog like act right. like a big program uh i think going out and not hiring someone like John Hartwell, who is a fine candidate, uh, but is, you know, again, you're going out to G5 and you're hoping to teach someone to learn on a job. Instead, they went out and swung for the fences for actual SEC ADs. Uh, I think you're going to see the same thing in the coaching sh- coaching search. And if it doesn't work out with that top tier of, you know, I don't I don't consider Hugh for our, everyone, for all the reasons y'all said, a real candidate. I think, no, no, I think all will talk to Dion. I think Auburn will talk to Dion. Sure, uh, he might get I, he might get a, a interview either way. Like he should, he, he 100 should because you want to talk about uh, the roster being 100 percent better next year. Hire Dion Sanders mm-hmm. now. Can yeah. they win? I don't know, but he flips the roster faster than anyone else does. Um, uh, okay. But I think I think you get close with Lane. Yeah, because the yes, Lane is number two. Lane is number two on the list, and that's kind of why he's such an obvious choice. Is because yeah. he has real portal experience, and that's what Auburn needs. I mean, he's using a different like 
he's on kind of the cutting edge for everything right now, defensive scheme, uh, what you're doing recruiting-wise. He's purposefully taking smaller high school classes so that he can go out and get the best transfers uh, yeah. to load up. So I think the you know that uh, you look at Lane and I honestly think this will be a a Lane doesn't get it or it's Jeff Grimes like I, I really don't think this is going to be mm-hmm. uh, a thing that yeah. goes too too wild off the rails. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's right because I don't think there's any way Jeff Grimes wouldn't take this job. No, he was even yeah he would 100 percent take this job. Championship um, winning coach Ed Orgeron fall in this hierarchy. Oh boy, now we're talking. He's the best. Uh, we need Ed Orgeron's not leaving. We need him beat. now in the interim basis. We need yeah, him now to win the season. No, no. So that he can be on the hush hush yeah, of that he, lawsuit. He, I think he's still technically employed by LSU, right? Yeah. Yep. He's essentially a motivational speaker for Louisiana State University. Yep. Lydia, Lydia, he is I living apologize. his best I life at the beach. He's extremely <laughs> tan right now. He is. Yes, and he is. Look, not wearing a shirt somewhere on a beach in Florida, and he is loving every second of it. Based on his selfies, that's not the only place where he's not wearing a shirt. <laughs> hey oh. <Right. laughs> uh, let me throw one more um, kind of a candidate no one was talking about, um, but maybe you know if you're going to go poach a uh, sitting head coach who's had some success. Um, so I'm not going to tell you that the preseason ranking or the post the end of season ranking for his teams over the last you know several years, but I'll tell you that the highest ranking they achieved in the AP poll at some point in the season going back. Okay. So this year they got up to number seven last year, number five, 2020, number six, uh, number 21, Uh, maybe no. someone trying to leave a conference. That's uh, not going to be making as much money very soon. Um, Mike Gundy. One, Mike Gundy. No, yeah. That's the one. That, uh, Ryan, that is. I, I'm that better is with exactly that. I thought you were talking bullshit. about Jimbo. <laughs> no, that is. But Ryan, that is exactly the bullshit hire that Auburn makes yeah, with Jay Duge as president and these behind-the-scenes people screwing mm-hmm. around for a month, yeah. where they end up hiring somebody like like. Let's talk about Mike Gundy for a second. Mike Gundy is a more accomplished Matt Rule, right? Yeah. So knowing yeah. that he's going to come whoa, in whoa, here whoa, and, whoa. and I, I, you can't put those two in the same ballpark. I, I would dare say that Mike Gundy should have played LSU for the national championship after the 2011 season, and Matt Rule never got Baylor that close to a that, national that, championship. I, that is what I'm saying, yes. Matt, Mike Gundy yeah, yeah. is head and shoulders a better coach than yeah, Matt yeah, Rule. Yeah, that's, that's the point I'm making here. So come in blind, don't know any high school coaches in this region of the country. Okay. okay. You're competing yeah. against Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. Who in like Mike Gundy's a great candidate for for this scenario in talking through this? Can that guy be successful at Auburn with what we're up against? Can not, anyone who does not understand this he's play, a mess. not since he like, got not, rid of that sweet mullet? <laughs> I, could, here, here's another one. Could, could Lincoln Riley, without knowing the recruiting territory, territory down here, no win the win the SEC West within? No. Not Auburn. Three years. Not Auburn. Nope. No. Now, Lincoln, Lincoln so, knows to stay away from the SEC. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, he had so, a chance. Yeah. You know, so it may piss some people off that listen to this, but, like, shut the hell up with people that don't actually qualify for what this program needs as far as candidates. It's super fun to talk through 
wild ass theories and names. And some right. of you have this weird fixation with Hugh Freeze. Yeah. I understand the Dion thing, but like they got higher lane kissing. Like yeah, they I, ain't I, nobody else that can I, win I, here. I think, I think they, they realize, I think the people in charge here have to realize that is the quickest path to winning now because he has won in this conference. He hasn't beaten Alabama. That's not what we're asking him to do right away. Uh, he's won in this division in three three years. Is that how long he's been there? Two? Yeah, Same. three. Nick Saban turned 71 today. So. Uh, <laughs> he, he's done it already in this, this league. Taking over a team that was not good when he took over. Like, real bad, not good. Did you guys so, know that Nick Saban is only seven years younger today than Jackie Sherrill? Holy oh. smokes, man. Hey, hey, not to get all morbid, but did y'all know that, like, in 2013, I had somebody uh, that would know because this person that they were talking to referred Nick Saban to their cardiologist for him having major heart problems in 2013? Yeah, Why is that a surprise to anyone? He's a seventy-one-year-old man. I'll just say whoever whoever referred him to that whoever referred him to that has a really shitty theme song that Taylor Hicks sings. But (laughs) (laughs) but what I'm saying is he just turned seventy-one today, and he is a human. Yeah, I mean, he ain't ain't gonna be around for much longer. About it, but like during that Tennessee game, I was I was like let like Nick let that forehead vein do its thing and. Feel the sweet release, my man. You know, just, <laughs> it's it's not okay for a seventy-one-year-old man to be no. freaking out like that. No, I don't really care what to do with mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's and that's the thing, y'all. As, as somebody that lives in Tennessee, seeing what Tennessee's doing this year after they hired a coach the same year that Auburn hired a coach, I mean, this can't be done quickly. And like y'all have said, Kiffin's probably the way to go in this. So, but <laughs> it makes me so mad as a Tennessee resident to see what's going on in Knoxville right now when I know it can happen in Auburn. And that was after an absolute mess of a coaching search. Oh yeah, on dude. Their part. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Not as not as bad multiple as messes it, of coaching searches. Multiple, exactly right. multiple. They almost had Greg Schiano. That was putting cash. That was putting cash in McDonald's bags bad before Heifel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know. Right. I, and yet that McDonald's bag. Be professionals about it, for goodness sake. My God. Right. <laughs> yeah, when we said we were going to cheat our ass off, we meant cheat our ass off like we know what we're doing. Right. We cheat the right way. <laughs> we want more gold Trans Ams, less McDonald's bags. <laughs> I, I, um, I would like to – well, I'll, we'll do this later because we've got plenty of time. We've got four weeks. Yeah, basically a month before somebody will be taking the job. Uh, unless it's the scenario where Lane takes the job on Friday before the Iron Bowl. But um, or after he wins the SEC West. Uh, yeah, well, we got to hope that he actually doesn't do that, Ryan, because then we can't get him behind a podium. This is Lane Kiffin we're talking about. That, uh, well, I know, Ryan, I know. stuff, Guys, y'all ain't got nothing to worry about. It's Ole Miss. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Who cares? They're still Ole Miss. Um, Look, I, I would. It I doesn't would like... matter. It doesn't matter. LSU is going to win the West because they're going to beat Bama next weekend. Everything's going to be happy. That Don't LSU team it. is. We're fine. LSU team's not good. How is this happening? They're not. But they are. What are we doing right now? And they are so much fun to watch. 
as a tiger for a week in Baton Rouge, I can say that it was <laughs> delightful to yes. actually watch Alcohol a team. Alcohol makes everybody do weird things, Lydia. Yeah. True. No, but I'll say, I'll say this. They had Brian Kelly come in, and y'all, I mean, like, Ryan, she, I, I, I watched them play Florida State with y'all. It was an absolute yeah. mess. They didn't know, like, they knew what they were doing at all. <laughs> Seven weeks later, Ole Miss comes to town, goes up 17-3. They don't panic. They know exactly what their athletes on offense can do, and they designed a game plan around it. And they didn't yeah. panic. When it went wrong early, they stuck to their game plan because they're good coaches. And I'm not saying we go hire Brian Kelly, but that's what good coaching does. How hilarious would no go hire Brian no Kelly out of LSU this year? Oh, my God. James, no yeah, one but, is saying that you can't be a good coach. Uh, like, like, no one's saying that, like, killing a kid means that you're not a good football coach. Yeah, yeah. Because <clears throat> Brian true. Kelly it doesn't. kids. I mean, yeah, you're not a good person, but... And let, let's not get crazy about good. Let's call him a competent football coach. But not competent. I'm just saying people. he killed a kid. Yeah. Y'all oh, can talk about the football part all you want. He had a he he's responsible for a death. That yeah, that's not casually libelous. That is well, I hate to say that, but hey, you're saying that because Lane Kiffin hired a guy who was responsible for a death to be his defensive coordinator. Sure did. Yeah, but Crow, who was that guy who used to coach in Waco who uh, <laughs> was almost our offensive coordinator under under a guy who we all think was upstanding? I know. And then his brother-in-law was – or son-in-law was Lane's offensive coordinator last year. Crazy bedfellows, yeah. friends, in this coaching game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I think think that's it. We're, we're all on the Lane train here. Um, I you know, you don't have to love it. Uh, I mean, I still have reservations about it, but I just think it's the quickest path to getting good quickly. And um, if barring that, I, you know, Grimes is my guy. Guys, um, I just want to have fun again. That's yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. Same. Good. Well, we can officially I, I, put the Harson era to bed, and it is now basketball season. Yeah. Uh, starting on Wednesday. Well, so, well, hang on. We made it. You guys, we made it. Say, like, like for those of you that have got them, dust off that old Russell Athletic Twenty Four jersey, because we got a night game against Texas A and M in Jordan Hare Stadium right. a week from this Saturday, right. and I'm here to tell you, like Derek Hall deserves to be supported for the rest of the season. That yeah. kid loves Auburn. That kid, that yeah. kid for spring break went to North uh, went to North Carolina and drove down to Tampa for the SEC basketball tournament before practice started back because he wanted to support that team and be a yeah. part of something as a student for his last spring at Auburn. We got a head football coach right now who is as Auburn as we've ever had in our lifetime. And I would love nothing more than to see Jordan Hare stadium sold out for head football coach, Carnell Cadillac Williams in two weeks. And so, yeah, I'm fired up about basketball, but damn it all. Like I want these kids to feel loved by us, and I damn sure want Cadillac Williams to have an experience over the next month that is memorable for more than just you know keeping a mess together. Yeah, I mean, I he's, tell got, you my, he's got one home game as our head coach, and I I, I would two, I agree two, two 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 oh yeah yeah well can I tell you my, one home SEC game one real can I tell you my theory on Cadillac Williams in the last couple of minutes sure yeah. looking over the history Look, okay close us out girl here's what happened today. 
all Brian Harson was fired. The next thing you heard was Cadillac Williams was named interim head coach. And then all of the Boise bros, the spud buds, the potato pals were all let go except <laughs> for go. one. The only one that wasn't let go was the defensive coordinator. What is the one thing Cadillac doesn't know anything about right now? Probably defense. <laughs> I believe Carnell Cadillac Williams fired everybody else to consolidate power. And now he has he has consolidated power, and he is the only one calling the shots in that room. And Carnell Cadillac Williams will go out there with a unified front behind one man himself. Call plays. He will be doing everything from socks to jocks to calling plays, and it will work. How, how crazy is it going to be when he busts out the Gulf Coast offense? Uh, I can't. Oh my God. <laughs> what? Oh. What if he brings? What if? He, what's Al doing right now? What if he just? Oh, gorgeous, behind. gorgeous! Come he's, on, Al. He's got I'm a book saying, tour. I'm just saying, oh, the yeah. wheel route to Jarquez Hunter will look oh, beautiful. Boy, uh, hey, Al just never lost to Alabama. No, what if Tex Bigsby wears the number 24 jersey next week? Uh, oh boy. You got Al Borges on the sideline so, in an orange and blue Hawaiian shirt. Just so, so uh, living that chief life. <laughs> so Murph, uh, Murph had a great uh, but series of tweets today talking about how they could. It was a very wrestling promo uh, of him uh, about what they should do, and since we can't, you know, show the just watching video anymore, <laughs> it, it's great if you go on to read it. Basically, he wants us to black out everything, turn the lights off, turn the thing off. And then all of a sudden, like after, you know, people are like, what's going on? Then you just bring up the go crazy Cadillac highlight up there on the screen. uh, Auburn 50, A&M nothing if that happens. Let me tell you. (laughs) I'm just bummed. I can't can't be there. It's it's my wife's birthday and uh, she's about to have a baby. So the Cadillac's crossing the Rubicon. Like, come on. I know. Yeah, I know. At that point, the large marriage wedding. Where's that old video? Yeah, shout from, out, shout uh, out to Cadillac. YouTube. I'm fired up for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad for him. I mean, that's yeah, my number three. Day. You, you wanted my number three, Jack. My number three is Carnell Williams keeps this job. That'd be great. That's my number yeah, three. I, I say if those the, the, the two, the two we talked about fail, we just go full Homer. Cadillac, uh, bring T Rob back, bring Travis back, uh, Charles Kelly. Zach, I guess. <laughs> bring it Kindle Charles Kelly. What's Wayne Hall doing? doing? Yeah, bring Wayne Holland. <laughs> Joe Witt Jr. somewhere there. Right? You don't, uh, is Ronnie Garner coming back? Go snag no. Bring on, bring Ronnie. Kansas. Bring Tracy in for a week till he goes back to the NFL. Uh, <laughs> Kendall, Kendall's doing. Kendall's doing Cam, Cam Newton doesn't have anything going on right now. Stacy Searles. Oh, boy. Did you say quarterback is, uh, coach Cam culture. Newton? Is that, is that what I just heard, Ryan? Uh, quarterback coach exactly Cam what Newton. you heard. Director of recruiting Cam Newton. Oh boy! Can you imagine, like, when he gets out of that Under Armour contract, if he was doing that, like, whatever brand apparel he would try and push us towards? Like, oh my God! Oh God! It's <laughs> his own. It's his own line, is what it is. I have yeah, this like, guy like in his, Long Beach. His tiger, his ti- his tiger walk intro suit would be. Yeah, I don't know if it, there's a lot of white people at Auburn. They ain't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Jarquez Hunter wearing a hat made by Cam Newton. That's oh, what boy. I want. There we go. Be a lot more feathers. I like the narrative. I want to see Jarquez Hunter wear a hat. I know. I do. I, I'm with you, Crow. <laughs> he's, he's I want to see Jarquez Hunter wear a hat that's made out of Brian Hartson's skin, personally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, everybody out here, go have a war eagle weekend. <laughs> Enjoy seeing your frogs.